Hey, Eric, you ever want to build a tower in the middle of nowhere and just live your best life? Yeah, I think that's called prepping, Matt. I mean, true and fair, but it's also called stronghold building in D&D, and tonight we're going to discuss that. That's how we roll. 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 Welcome to the Goblin's Corner. My name is Eric. And I'm Matt. And tonight, we're talking about stronghold building. That's right. The place where your characters go to hang their hat or helm, so so to speak. Sure. And tonight we're going to show you, as a DM, how to create some strongholds for your player characters and player characters, how to build your own stronghold if you like. 100%. Stronghold building is a wonderful tool for collaborative storytelling. Absolutely. I wholeheartedly agree. And if you haven't tonight, hit that like and subscribe button. Help us get our show out to more people and get notified when more awesome episodes come your way. If you're listening to the podcast, if you could do us a favor and give us a review on iTunes or Podchaser or whatever podcast you're listening to, it would do us a big favor and we'd appreciate it. We'd like that. And if you're new to the show, welcome aboard. Indeed. We do this every week. Now, Matt, we mentioned a little bit about Strongholds already, but why are we doing a Strongholds episode? Firstly, they're fun. And they allow a lot of personal flavor in the game. Yeah, more flavor for more games. Strongholds can also give a character's sense of place in the world, provide downtime, and maybe hook you up with some NPCs that you might have some opportunity for role-playing. One of the things I like about Strongholds are the fact that they provide new and different treasure options for DMs. Yeah, and this is something that's really interesting because, yeah, you could get a bag of loot or you could get that nice magical object, but sometimes it's kind of cool to have like a room that's a magical object. Sometimes you want to steal the BBEG's magic king-size bed. Take his throne? <laughs> his throne, sure. That's yeah, another good chunk, one. Yeah, yeah, throw it on a tensor's floating disc, go home. Yeah, magic fountain. Let's be honest. This gives PCs a reason to loot palaces. Yes. And evil wizard dens. Yeah. Look, <laughs> I'm only going to personalize my stronghold with things that I have stolen personally. Yes. It can also help players and characters make goals uh, for the game. And remember, as we mentioned, it's collaborative storytelling. Indeed. And this helps you build your world by having the players help flesh it out. That's true. It also helps DMs learn what their players want both for their characters at the moment and for their character goals in the future. Absolutely. And finally, it also provides the players kind of the chance to own something in the game. Now, you're telling a story as a character, but sometimes it doesn't feel like you own the game, and having that stronghold is like a place of my own. You know what I mean? Sure. It also really sucks when the DM destroys it. it gives them a good reason to, to plot vengeance. This, this coming from the guy who has destroyed our stronghold. I've only done that once. (laughs) So let's talk a little bit about getting started with this. Now, you've got an idea. The characters have fat loot. Maybe they've got a magical something or other that they want to toss into a stronghold. How do they get started building it? First thing you need is a location, right? I mean, that's how all real estate starts. Location, location, location. Yeah, where are they building? And this could be anywhere. It could be inside an active volcano. Sure. Middle of the woods? Yeah, middle of the woods would be great. Underwater? Oh, yeah. In the ruins of an ancient temple. Or even in the middle of a city. Absolutely. Where you choose to build 
will influence a lot of different things. So for example, it might influence who comes to visit. Sure. If you're in the middle of a city, guess what? You're going to have people, you know, wandering into your stronghold at some point if it's like a tavern, right? Well, the other thing is where you choose to put it is going to determine what type of stronghold you can build. If you're building your example was a tavern, right? In the middle of an ancient ruined temple that no one knows about. Probably probably not going to make a lot of money yeah, at that tavern. Unless the lo- lo- local goblins might have heard about it. They might venture forth. But aside from that, if it's the middle of a volcano, you're probably just going to get a bunch of Afridi. Yeah. Some salamanders. And some salamanders, yeah. Maybe some kobolds. Fire giants. Fire giants. Oh, yeah. They're good drinkers. But, but there's going to be a theme. Yes. Yeah, certainly, certainly a fire-based theme for that. So, yeah. So... Where are you going to locate it? Also, who's in the general location? Uh, Some good examples to build a stronghold could be the following. Being in a village, farm, or city. Sure. Obviously, those have benefits and detriments. Uh, Just any nearby region, like specific political regions or specific geographical regions. Yeah, so it may not be inside like a city or a town. It may just be in a local vicinity. So maybe in the woods outside of a particular town or in the mountains in the region of the, I don't know, the Caracas or whatever. Maybe you're building a big tower to protect a bridge across a river. Sure. Yeah. Could, could be all kinds of places, right? Uh, what country is it in? If it is in one, it's good to know the middle of a volcano, probably not super claimed by anybody. And even if it is, who's going to, uh, enforce those not a lot of jurisdiction with that but that's a great point because if you're in a country whose rulers apply to your stronghold if there is one right how will your stronghold and this is also important upset the balance of power in the local region because it will unless it is there to provide balance of power for the region very true but in general most characters particularly groups of adventurers tend to rough shit up And because of that, they tend to upset the balance of power. So just go ahead and factor that in when you're thinking about building a stronghold. Absolutely. Most importantly, in addition to all of that, is what? How are you getting this land? Yeah. Very important to know, right? (laughs) Are you going to steal it? That option, by the way, is available. 100%. Just claim it. But you could also get it as a reward. This is something else I like, right? Because this is a step in the process of the stronghold building is some ruler or even like a whole village or an archmage or somebody literally just goes, okay, you did this thing for me. And for that, I'm going to provide you with this plot of land right here. Yeah. Well, imagine you've saved the town so many times. They're like, look. Our town keeps getting besieged by all these horrible events. We kind of need some insurance that we're not going to go belly up when you exit the town. So we're just going to give you a place to stay. Is that cool? Yeah. I mean, from the NPC's perspective, that makes perfect sense. If they can clear off a place for you guys to build something, that means you're going to be around more, which is just safer for them. Yep. Also, you bring money with you and adventurers tend to spend money in. That's just double bonus. That is absolutely (laughs) true. Speaking of money, you could just straight up buy a plot of land or a cottage or whatever. And that's, you know, the super simplest way is have money, buy it in a place where you can buy it. Another one is 
decree. The players have been ordered by someone to build a stronghold somewhere. So maybe there's some monster-infested land, mm-hmm. and the king decides, hey, you guys go out there, clear the land of monsters. You get get to keep what you kill, right? Yep. And you just clear it. Maybe clear a dungeon out, right? You're like, oh, you know what? This dungeon's pretty nice. It's got a spa in it. This would make a great basement yes. for my castle. For my ca- Yeah, put a castle <laughs> right on top of the dungeon. I can store all my stuff here. Exactly. Yeah, so they just take it over, right? Speaking of taking it over, you could just lay claim. That's the traditional adventurer's method. Grab a flag. Doesn't even have to be yours. Just stick it in the ground. And well, you stole the flag, too. Of course you did. Yeah. You're looting everything. So there's a lot of different options. But knowing those couple of questions allows you to get a good sense of what the style of your stronghold will be. Absolutely. Now, once you've gotten that kind of general overview, now it comes down to actually planning the stronghold out. Now you have a plot of land. And before you can start building, what's it going to look like? What is the purpose of the stronghold? That's one of the first things to figure out. So give me an example of what a purpose might be. If you've been decreed to build a stronghold, then it's probably to defend an area, right? So it might be like a fortification or something like that, like a castle or whatnot. Exactly. Whereas if you just bought the land, maybe uh, the maybe the party just wants like a vacation home. So it's a castle or a tavern. <laughs> it's some place to put their stuff and yeah. where all the booze is stored. Uh, if you've got a bunch of characters that have, you know, skills like alchemy or woodworking, stuff like that, maybe they just want a workshop, just a massive uh, workspace for Yeah, like a big ass forge just hanging out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> exactly. So that if it's a party of gnomes, it might be a self-contained room so that all the explosions don't decimate the... The local wildlife could happen. Absolutely. What if uh, what if you've been hired to settle a frontier area? Maybe like a small village, perhaps. Yeah, you could be making like the wooden palisades and, and doing the classic frontier style action. Sure. Now, when you get into villages and stuff like that, that's, that's kind of outside the realm of a stronghold. But it, it, there is a little, little bit of gray area there. Well, it, the, the stronghold is the starting point. Right. So you build the stronghold. People can come and start building their other houses and blacksmiths and stuff like that with a place to retreat to safety if necessary. D&D version of Field of Dreams. Yeah, sure. (laughs) Speaking of uh, all like sizes and towns and stuff like that, how big is your stronghold going to be? Now, for tonight's purpose, we've got three sizes. Well, technically four. We've got small, medium, large, and then ridiculous. Right. We're really only going to concern ourselves with small, medium, and large tonight. So it's Matt, ridiculous is basically founding a city. Yes, that's exactly what it yeah. is. So what is small, Matt? Small is something that's room-sized or maybe a small tower, like one to three levels. Okay. And then medium is something like maybe just a building. So it could be a tavern, could be a wizard tower or whatnot, but it's generally the whole building, right? A small keep. Yeah, small keep, something like that. And then what would large be? Large would be something the size of an actual castle or a dungeon or multiple wizard towers. Yeah, so if you carve yourself a dungeon out in the Underdark or you build yourself a nice fat keep with the wizard tower and all that stuff, that might be like considered large because it's got so many rooms and so forth. Like a full-size caravanserai, right? Like where people literally, because those have basically warehouses and places to put carts and all of that crap also. Yeah, yeah. 
And then, of course, when we get to ridiculous, anything larger than that, we're talking city planning. And if you haven't heard our episode on city planning, you should go listen to it. Absolutely. It's delightful. We've got a show for that. We, in fact, do. Now, we've come up with our purpose. Mm -hmm. We figured out how big our stronghold is going to be. Mm -hmm. What's it made of now? That's a good question. Is it made of sticks or bricks or mud? Straw. Straw? I don't think that would work real well. Well, I was... I was going for the uh, three little pigs. I know. I know. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So what's it going to be made of? And it could be, remember, this is a magical realm. And we'll get to a little bit more on magical fortifications, but it could literally be made out of walls of force. Good. Be pretty clear. Oh, your neighbor's going to see exactly everything that happens. I yeah. I mean, that's, that's how it works, right? So here's a question that just occurred to me. So normally walls of force are frictionless, right? Yes. Can you use sovereign glue to glue things to a wall of force? That's a good question. I would probably rule yes just because it's amusing. That's what I'm thinking because in my head what I was thinking was literally a house made of curtains. Yeah. More importantly, I want to know what happens when you have a grease spell on a wall of force that's as a floor. Ice skating. Yeah. Bad times all around is what it is. If you're expecting it, it's not a problem. For everybody else, it's a very big problem. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, so what's it made of, right? Sure. Stone, something grown if you're an elf or druid. Yeah. It could be anything. Think about that stuff. And that'll come up in terms of like how expensive it comes to be with material costs and stuff like that. Excavation and so forth. Yeah. Something else to think of is what's in your stronghold? Some examples are like, okay, are you going to have guard rooms or stables are you going to have a forge or a smithy barracks an armory a vault a courtyard yeah lots of different things so you could have different outside objects or rooms it's like yeah. a stables is a little bit of both right because i mean i'm gonna need a bistro patio oh yeah bistro math because it tra- it's transdimensional yeah you could have a dining room kitchen quarters place for your servants yeah. if you have some Bedrooms, of course. Got to have a place to sleep, right? Sure. I mean, my butler can't sleep on the couch. No. No, he's got he's to have his own room. Exactly. Yeah. Something else you can think about is things that are like work-oriented, right? Uh, a mage's lab, an alchemy lab, a chapel for your cleric, uh, a torture chamber for your rogue or paladin, depending yeah. on their bent. Uh, gotta have a dungeon. A, a dungeon, right? Yeah. Sometimes you just gotta throw somebody in chains. I mean, throw them, yeah. Or a brig of some sort, yeah. if it's a mobile vehicle and it happens to be your stronghold. Sure. Could have a study. Imagine the lion skin rug with the, like the Old Spice commercial with the big... Oh, yeah. Yeah, think about that. Trophy room, library, and of course, gotta have some bathrooms, so a privy of some sort. Yeah. Or a place where you have a big tub, right? If you got any magic, there's no reason not to have plumbing. That's very true. And these are just a couple of examples. As we mentioned, there's several source books you can go to, or you can literally just go to real life. Go look up historical rooms, right? Sure. And go find that stuff. What I would say is, whatever it is, make a list of what your characters want right. as a DM. Maybe give them some suggestions as well. And, and then like maybe work out a basic square footage Yeah, come up with some ideas. And then we advise the following in terms of execution. I would say, have a build session. Yeah. And this build session doesn't have to be 
in person if you don't want it to be or like a legitimate game you could do this offline too it's a great way to like keep your players talking in between games yeah something else you should think about is you could have your players provide what they want in the stronghold and then draw it out that's good especially either if you've got a document that all of your players can edit so oh we want the trophy room right at the main entrance yep and this is a great example of something that you can do like a like a google meet session or something and you Mm -hmm. can all whiteboard it out together or a mirror board if you guys have ever heard of that or even i've got a lot of collab tools man i know (laughs) or uh you could even just sketch it yourself or whiteboard it if you're in person or just use paper. Yeah, graphing paper. Graphing paper works, right? Build some rooms, it's fine. The point is, do it together as a group. That gets your players into this. It's fun. It sounds dumb, but it really is fun. It really is. They, We've done it with our players, and they love it. And then you can figure out the price. Yes. So think about a couple of things when you're factoring in price. First off, are the PCs using magic to help construct the place? Because that makes a huge difference. Fabricate is a wonderful spell. Wall of Stone Wall is of stone. permanent. Yes. After uh, 10 minutes. Stone Shape allows you to move things around. Yeah. And you can use the either the Stone Shape or the Fabricate to add arrow slits or windows. and Heat metal. Yeah. I mean, the list goes on, right? <laughs> There's plenty of spells that you can use to build stuff. Yes. There's a first level spell that just excavates. So. There's a. Cantrip. Yeah, there's a cantrip. Mold Earth is super dope for a construction company. Very useful, yeah. Also consider what? You have to think about if there was a decree, right? Is the king or ruler, whatever, giving you a discount on the land or the building materials? Or are is are they just providing them? Yeah, you may get it for free, and then you may just have to buy up some upgrades or something like that. So think about that. If you're part of the local stonemasons guild, for example... Or maybe you save them from a whole bunch of kobolds and horrible underground dwelling monsters. And you just cleaned out the quarry for them. They might be inclined to give you a discount or just do it for free. Sure. A little barter system, right? And as something we've talked about before, reputation and notoriety. Those are something that's going to come in to play in a huge way here. Yes. And if you haven't seen our episode on reputation and notoriety, go check it out. Because if your neighbors hate you, you're not getting a discount on anything. No. In fact, you're probably paying twice as much. And they might actively work against you, depending yes. on how, because they don't want you to stay. Yeah. Talk a little sabotage action, right? That'd be some fun intrigue as well in an intrigue campaign. I wish we could afford that clip, but we can't. So think about a lot of that stuff. Once you've kind of factored in the price, what you're going to put into the building and so forth, then you can talk about time. Yes. Again, magic plays a big part of that. Huge. Now, in terms of actually executing this, I would say this is what happens in between the games. I agree. Or your characters go on an adventure and they've already paid people to build this. Yeah. So that when they come back, it's built. And realistically, you can do build times in one of two ways. Way one is... This is how long it's going to take to build with no outside influence. Mm -hmm. And this is how much any given thing knocks off that time, right? Sure. Thing two is 
The build moves at the speed of plot. Which is usually the best way to do it anyway. Unless your players are like, we're going to take a week off and build this using every spell slot we have all day, every day. In which case, you've clearly sold them on the idea. Yes. They obviously love it. Yeah, they're down with this. So, you know, ham it up if you have to. Once that's done, who's going to take care of the stronghold while you're gone? Got to hire some NPCs. Got to have some staff, right? Or at least a big-ass monster. <laughs> just one. Just one big-ass monster. Just sitting there, chilling. An arch owlbear. Gigantic ogre mage. Smoking a cigarette, just waiting for somebody to roll in. <laughs> Looks like a bouncer. He's got a gold chain. And then... Rejoice. You have a stronghold. Yeah. Have a little celebration, right? You've built a stronghold. Make a map of the place. Now you have an empty building. Good job. Yes. Now you could fill it with all of your hard-earned loot that you've stolen. Now, we're going to talk about upgrades. But before that... We've got something interesting. Yep. What is it, Matt? It's time for the question of the week, man. Uh-huh. Yeah. Thought it was something else, wasn't it? But it is the question of the week. So what do we have tonight for the question of the week, Matt? What are some things that your personal fantasy stronghold would include, and what's the general vibe? I'm thinking general vibe of Kroll meets Barnes & Noble. Okay. You can see it, right? Yeah. Those angular look, it's an angular-looking stronghold that disappears at dawn, but inside, it's much more of like a coffee shop bookstore. It's got yeah. plush couches and shit. I can see that. And the general, your general vibe is uh, library at Prague. Like the, the gothic style li giant libraries mm -hmm. with the all the walls and everything. I can see that. Yeah, Maybe a little Gaudi's Cathedral thrown in. A little postmodernism nice. as well okay. with, with, uh, with gothic. Yeah. Inside wise, probably similar architecture, but, but then the furniture wise would all be plush. Because, you know, I don't believe in furniture that you can't sleep on. Right. So you got to have nice couches and such, recliners. And because it's magical, I can see yours, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, the bookshelves go all the way up to, like, the vaulted style ceilings, right? But the shelves still go all the way up and the books just don't fall out. Yes. Like, instead of mosaics, you just have more room for books. Yeah, you just... They just the gravity just changes a little bit so that the ceiling kind of curves up and you could store more books there. Mm -hmm. Let's say would be really cool. That that ladder is a hell thing to climb though, Fair. especially when it starts curving up. Yeah, that's <laughs> man. That's why the unseen servants retrieve the books. Fair enough. Yeah, be dusty too. Very. We'd ha we'd there there'd definitely be some unseen servant action going against the dust on that. Otherwise, I'd never be able to go there. That's true. What would your personal fortress be? I think for a personal stronghold, it would probably be kind of like a hunting lodge on the outside. On the inside, it's going to be more like one of those vacation lodges, right? Like it's still going to have a tiki bar. It's going to have a full-size chef's kitchen. It's going to have a coffee station. It's going to have dozens of bedrooms, a study with plenty of room for books that is also magically maintained so I don't die. I kind of see like a Baba Yaga's hut, but instead of like chicken feet, there's bear feet. It's out <laughs> sure. in the middle of the woods. And then when you enter it, it's like a Margaritaville with just 
different like maybe not quite as kitschy as margaritaville but yeah i can see that but just as ludicrous yeah a hot tub oh yeah it's gotta have a hot tub in in your own personal stronghold i mean yeah hot showers and and hot tubs that's the first thing i would invent if i go to a mystical land absolutely i know how to do that i've worked it out what would you (laughs) have in your own personal fortification or stronghold Hit us up at Goblin's Corner on Twitter. And of course, you can find us on all of the usual social media channels. Indeed. All right. Let's get a little bit back to our strongholds. Now, we've built our stronghold, right? We've got the typical rooms. Maybe we've made a keep. Maybe we've made, I don't know, like a little base on an uncharted island or something like that. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's just a, a room in the back of a tavern. That could also be it, right? Yep. It's bigger could on the inside. under a city. Hidden under a city. Yeah, like a time capsule. be kind of cool. But- a standard tavern or standard keep and so forth, they're kind of dull, right? We can, we can obviously do a bit more with our stronghold. Sure. And so tonight we've got a couple of upgrades that we would suggest. Look, there's magic in D&D. Shit gets weird. And it should. And it should. So here are a few things that we would suggest that maybe make it just a little bit better. First off, our favorite. Traps, man. Yes. And you can have them in different flavors, right? You can have defensive traps or offensive traps. Mm -hmm. You can have traps that are designed to kill enemies or just capture them. Yeah, it doesn't have to always squish everybody and destroy the whole base. Like, you could just free somebody in time. Your bartender at your tavern could literally have the whole floor could have nothing but hinges all the way across the floor. And he's just got a row of handles. Somebody comes in, starts some shit. He just pulls the handle. They drop into a cell in the <laughs> cellar. And we're like, ah, let him sleep it off. We'll talk to him later. It's like every two-foot tile <laughs> is a trap. Absolutely. Oh, my God. He's got like an accordion in the background, and as he's playing the keys, all of the all of the uh, tiles just start swiveling. There's blades popping out. Some of them shoot fire and acid. That would be an awesome stronghold, by the way, if you think about it. That would be fun. Just the death room. Yep. Yeah. How are they activated? How are they maintained? How are they reset? Something to think about when you talk about traps. And if you need to know a little bit more about traps... See our episode on Being a Bastard. Yeah, by building better traps. One thing that you want to consider when you're creating your stronghold is... A, magic exists. We've mentioned this multiple times. Fortify your base with magic. Absolutely. Again, Wall of Force is a great standby because... They have to disintegrate it, and then they have to get through the stronghold walls. It makes great defensive windows, but it's very difficult to open them in the summer. That's true, but it does protect against ethereal creatures trying to get in from a different plane. But if you're just worried about that, you can grow ivy up the stone. Yes, or do lead line walls. Yeah, lead line walls also prevent scrying. Yes, and if and detect you, magic and a host of other divination spells. And if you're going to be talking about overthrowing somebody, or you're going to be doing something nefarious in your wizard lab, summoning creatures and such, or maybe just don't want people to know where you stored all your crap, then it's good to kind of fortify. I would also say there are, and this is just a small list of spells that you can use to protect your base. Guards and wards is the first one that I think of. Sure. Symbol of anything. Yeah, symbol of pain, symbol of whatever. Make some symbols up, right? Symbol of got to go to the bathroom. Could be a different... We probably should invent that spell. That'd be kind of funny. Symbol of evacuation. Yes. 
private sanctum, hallucinatory terrain, any illusion, really. I imagine rolling up on a base, and it's a castle, but it doesn't look like a castle. It just looks like a like a like a grassy hill. Yeah. Until the arrows start flying. And the boiling oil. Yeah. The boiling oil pours pours down on you. And the siege golem. Yeah, absolutely. Siege golem or the door golem. All of the weird pets that the adventurers have collected along the way. Absolutely. Some things to clean your stronghold also. So think about unseen servants. Yes. Arcane locks. Stuff like magic circle. What would magic circle be good for, Matt? Magic circle is good for blocking off halls in the case of planner issues, certainly. Yes. But also you can use it to block specific groups of people. So Mm -hmm. Here's a thought. Each room could contain a magical object or be a magical object. So, for example, uh, and this came right out of uh, the Stronghold Builder's Guide, bed of wellness could be cure disease. Sure. So you Keep lay, that in the infirmary. Yeah. You lay down in the infirmary. The first thing you do is you, when you lay down, it cures you of disease. Bam. That may be all you need, right? Right. Go into a shower and it immediately prestidigitations you. Instant showers? Yeah, instant shower. Walk in, walk out. It's just like a stall. that you, It's got two doors. You could have one that does cure light wounds. Cantrips should be everywhere. Imagine a fountain that has shape water built into it. Or, or, or holy water. Or mold water, yeah. I mean, vampires aren't going to fuck with that, let me tell you. Here's another thing to consider. Yeah, you got steps, but levitation spells are great. Imagine stepping onto a stone. It takes you to the next floor. And each stone is actually the next level up levitation. Yep, you just go boom, 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 just like that. So some things to think about. Uh, And of course, we mentioned plumbing, Matt. All of the plumbing. Uh, something you came up with, which I love, is if you have a pipe that leads to, from the plane of water and a pipe that leads to the plane of fire, you just wrap the fire one around the water one, then you can have hot running water. Yes, hot showers. Yep. I've already invented it. Thank you. A bag of devouring plus a, a commode. Glow. Yeah, that's there's your sewer system right there. You don't even need a sewer system at that point. Right. No Udiugs included. It just goes wherever the bag eats. Wherever. Where yeah. Wherever in the in the multiverse, there's probably the plane of poop. Oh no. The the bag of devouring is actually just one of the mouths of a giant extra planar creature. Oh, cool. Yeah. So don't drop your hand down there. No. Yeah, no plungers or anything like that. In addition to magical upgrades you could do alchemical upgrades right. now this is something that fifth edition didn't do a whole lot of but we're going to look back on some fourth and third editions type stuff first off we mentioned the lead line walls sure but you can also maybe use the ghost shellac if anybody remembers that it basically is a shellac that prevents ethereal creatures from coming through yeah i i would say story-wise monster parts could be used so for example when people used to build buildings here, they used to mix blood in with some of the stones. Mm-hmm. What happens if you do that with monster blood? Imagine mixing Medusa blood into the masonry of your stronghold. Touch the wall, you get turned to stone. <laughs> sure. You just have that one trap wall that people want to get through, and everybody who built it knows not to touch that wall. Coat all of the doors in 
like all of the wooden doors in red dragon scales and now they can't be burnt down. You gotta go through them. Yeah, fireproof, right? Also, you could do unusual materials. Once again, 5th edition didn't do a lot of these. 3rd edition did a whole lot of them. Yeah, so there is a plethora. Here are some, for example, uh, mithril. Right, that's still around. Mm-hmm. Admantine, still yes. around. But also you've got bronze wood, which is basically just wood that's as hard as metal. Yeah. you got demon steel. And there's also an infernal one as well. There is. I think it's abyssal steel is what it was called. Uh, abyssal green steel, I yeah. think. Um, demon steel does more damage. So if you've got spike traps and stuff like that, abyssal steel poisons people. Nice. And then, of course, our favorite, glass steel. My favorite. Yeah. I miss it so much. This is the original Spelljammer, too. Yep, which is why it still exists in my world. Yes. Now, let's say you've built your base and all that, but you want to put it in a particular location. Well, upgrading the magical locations is a great idea. Because you could have it, for example, in your own demiplane. Sure. You can make your own rules for reality, then. Yeah, that that makes it really easy. Having a base in a demiplane is very safe. Probably about as safe as you can get. Yeah, there's there are very few, like, oh, uh, what do I hate? Uh, Zents. Zents can't breathe in this plane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I look, if they, if they end up in your demiplane at that point, you're already ready for a battle. You know you're going to fight for a battle. It's not like some random is just going to wander in. That's true. You know, they weren't walking down the wrong street in a tavern and go, huh, I wonder where this door leads. No, it's it's definitely leading to you, and it's definitely something they're going to come after you for. Red Wizards just take 1d8 random damage every round for being here. Yeah. Because they dare to exist in my presence. What are some other good examples of magical locations? Uh a location that is coterminous with another plane, like Sharn. Okay, yeah, so maybe specific abilities are enhanced or negated. Good place for a necromancer. Haunted location. Any place, yeah. Yeah, reborn or necromancers actually would do well, if, especially if it's haunted, like a bunch of ghosts. I was going to look for them anyway. With a graveyard outside? Because handy. Yeah. <laughs> ah, well, I can now build my fortification even bigger now. And faster, because I've got more hands to help. Places that are hallowed or unhallowed also work just as well. And that could be by the spell, but sometimes they naturally occur as well. Mm-hmm. Something we obviously love is into the woods, like face circles or treant groves, druid groves for that matter. Yeah, hang out. Imagine building a base around a bunch of druid stones. That'd be kind of cool. Especially if you don't know what they do. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just druids just show up every so often. We just let them in into the courtyard. They just come in. Yeah, they just show up as birds and then turn into druids and then teleport away from the druid circle. But what a great place to build a base. Yeah, and just let them do their thing. Yeah, Yeah. and of course you could also throw it into the Underdark because of the phasers. Yeah, gotta love magical radiation. Oh yeah, and if you don't know about that, go check out our episode on the Underdark. I I do love the idea of building like a mirror stronghold underneath someone else's stronghold. Like the inverse of it? <laughs> that would be hilarious. 
So like literally the first, the top level is the bottom level. Mm-hmm. And until you get to like the smallest room, which is the top of the keep. Yeah. Yeah. We should do that sometime. That'd be fun. That'd be a fun game. Now let's talk about, uh, what are we guarding this place with? Oh yeah. So you've got to have minions, obviously. Sure. And these could be just standard NPCs or humans or humanoids of yeah. some sort. But that's that's cool. But let's talk about monsters. Yes. Stock your lair with whatever minions you can find, I would say, as an adventurer. And if you're amused as a DM, throw them in there anyway. But here's a couple fun examples that we we think are amusing. First off, constructs of any type. Absolutely. They don't require food, rest, or sleep. Yeah, they're always on guard. Yeah, that animated suit of armor is going to wreck somebody. You don't know the command word? Sorry. Sad day for you. For that matter. Undead. Just as good, right? Exact same thing. For the same purposes. And if you get the intelligent undead, then they might actually do some chores as well. Or. Or make more friends. Exactly. (laughs) You throw up a, uh, a wraith or a white shadow yeah or shadow and be like all right i want you to guard this place and make more of your kind but not from my friends and he's like okay you come back two three weeks later and you've got an army of shadows well i guess i'm gonna have to take over the next keep one of the things we kind of mentioned was otiugs gelatinous cubes and also rust monsters for your sewage like if you don't have the the bag of devouring and you actually need a sewage you just toss those critters in there and a, your sewer stays clean, and B, it takes a very stupid soul to decide that that's a decent back door to try and break in through. Absolutely. I'm going to suggest a following use for rust monsters as well. So you know what murder holes are when you go into, like, past the portcullis and stuff in a, in a typical keep? Yep. Imagine a bunch of rust monsters below, like a, a grate. It has mm-hmm. to be like a stone grate because they'd eat the metal. Sure. Party of adventurers walk in trying to take over your castle, but they're all clad in armor but the rust monster's antenna can stick through the grate reach up just rust everything and it just kind of falls down on them and they eat it so by the time they get through that room there's no metal armor or weapons and they can't kill the rust monsters because they're below them in a grate i know how i would handle that situation that's because i'm a monster fireball i was i was gonna say uh decanter of endless water just drown them out (laughs) Some other things to consider are helpful creatures like brownies or pixies or whatnot. If you can convince them to maybe guard the place. Sure. Spirits of any type would be fun. Mm-hmm. Planner creatures that can be easily bartered with. Things like mephits and such. Yeah. Yeah, man. We got mephit love. And mephits, while very crunchy, can do a lot towards softening up any group of people. Yes. Especially if you've got several of them. Particularly different types of elements as well. Absolutely. In every room. Just hanging out. Just chilling. You've got the, the rust monsters underneath and the the mephits and the murder holds on the side breathing through it. Yep. Yeah, nobody's getting through, right? Yeah. We, we know we're monsters. It's okay. So these are just a couple of different ways that you can build a stronghold. But in addition to that, you might want to consider something maybe more non-standard than your typical tavern or lair yeah let's get a little weird okay well adventurers can live anywhere so let's think about some places that you can build your stronghold first off a stronghold which exists in multiple dimensions sure I love so it. each room is a different plane of existence maybe or 
like Howl's Moving Castle, maybe each room is a different room of another building on the same plane. Very cool. So you open up the bathroom and you're halfway across Faerun. You open up the living room and now you're in Kalimshin. Sure. That'd be kind of fun, right? Absolutely. Basement leads to the Underdark. First off, that'd be really easy to no, get the around. the attic leads to the Underdark. The attic leads to the Underdark? Sure. Why not? Exactly. Yeah. Do whatever, right? Maybe a little bit of both. I like the idea of a, like the monastery on top of the buttes mm-hmm. in Europe. That would be really cool. Or like the Southwestern cliff dwellings. Yeah. Those would be really cool. Be very cool. Floating stronghold. Maybe literally a castle that floats or maybe just make it a ship. Or flotilla. Just a bunch of ships that have been cobbled together. Yeah. Pirate's Cove. The classic villain option. A live volcano. Absolutely. Yeah, with sharks with freaking laser beams. 100%. And I like your option as well. Just dig it deep into a glacier. Can you imagine a bunch of dwarves living in the frozen north? And they just have carved out this glacier and that's their base. And the funny thing about that is glaciers tend to pulverize rocks. And underneath glaciers, it's really easy to find things like gems and gold and things that dwarves have a tendency to be interested in. It's very true. Yeah. And adventures as well, for that matter. Indeed. You could also have your base underwater. Sure. Have an underwater base. Now, if you don't breathe underwater, it might be a bit problematic. Unless you know some way to make a giant bubble. Magic or a gnome with a diving bell. A giant diving bell. A giant diving bell. That'd be a great place for a stronghold as well. So, you're, you're more science-minded than I am. If you built a big half circle and went under it and just released a bunch of air. Mm-hmm. The air stays, right? Generally, yes. Depends. So you could just, at that point, build rooms around the side of the bell? Yeah, but the air would probably stagnate over time. Sure. I mean, if you didn't have a way of refreshing it. But yes, you could totally do that. I like that idea. That's a great idea. I'm going <laughs> to steal my own idea. Yeah, you should. Uh, you could have one in Wild Space. Spelljammer's out, guys. If you haven't seen Matt's book behind him, indeed, go check it out. You could have it on an asteroid or a comet. Think about that. The back of a celestial dragon. Put it on the back of a murder asteroid. Very. Oh, that would they be great. They can't reach behind themselves. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Just like land that. on the back of it. <laughs> what, are those, uh, what are the space whales, the void whales? Kandori. A Kandori? Yeah, the back of a Kandori would be great, too. It'd be a small little keep. It could be, unless you had a pot of Kendori and you used them as the motive force for a giant carriage. Or an asteroid. Or an asteroid. Yeah, that'd be fun too. Uh, here's one that's amusing. A foundation for a stronghold that consists of immovable rods. This is obviously for later on, for when you're just showing off. Could get expensive. Yeah, but you get every immovable rod in the world, you get every artificer to make more of them, and you just build... Keep a city, whatever, however much you can afford. It could be even simpler than that. A Jarn's Instant Fortress and a set of immovable rods. So you just levitate up in the air, you lay the immovable rods out, you summon your instant fortress. Sure. Nobody can attack it. The immovable rods are going to chill there for as long as they are there. I would definitely cast Wall of Force Hemisphere on the bottom of it to protect the immovable rods. Of course, of course, yeah. A lot of fun. What else could we do, Matt? 
mobile strongholds. We mentioned a ship, right? Sure. But what what other type of vehicles do you have available? You could have a cart. Yeah, maybe well, something that's bigger on the inside than not, or maybe you just are a bunch of caravan folks that just ride around on carts. That'd be a lot of fun too, right? Could have a flying fortress, like an airship of some sort. I'm on a blimp. Yeah, big ass blimp would be great. Uh, maybe something on the back of a rock or some other giant winged monstrosity. Majestic sky flumps. Mm, indeed. Yes. Could have it on a giant undead dung beetle. Could have it in a giant undead dung beetle. Yeah, just hollow them out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be he great. Care. You could have some sort of tunneling creation. And this you don't see enough of. I think this would be kind of cool. Maybe like a fortress that phases through matter. Or it could literally be just like a giant drill as a fortress. Like a drill train. Yeah. I'm thinking something that looks a lot like G.I. Joe's Terradrome, but it drills underground. Sure. sure. It's just like these big-ass tank treads and a, and a drill in the front. be kind of fun. Take one of your phase mosasaurs, make him undead, mm-hmm. and then just keep a small tent in the center of him. Yeah, that'd be just pretty simple. Phase right in there. and out. Love that, too. You could also have some sort of spell jammer. Sure. I mean... That's a perfect mobile base right there. Absolutely. And of course, our personal favorite, and this gets more into the ridiculous size. Zeratan. A Zeratan. I love a Zeratan. Yeah. Finally, we also have some personal touches because you need to have some when you're building all of this. And when we say personal touches, what do we mean, Matt? Things like specialty rooms for characters. Maybe the wizard wants to start a library or the cleric wants a shrine or a chapel. You know, things like that. Yeah, so... What kind of style choices are your player characters going to take? And again, have them write this stuff down, but they may not think about this. You may have to give them some examples. Like what type of architecture is the shape of this building or place? What kind of decorations do you have? Color schemes is another good thing. Yeah. Do you have flags or heraldry? Or any type of insignia for that matter. Yeah. Uh, What does each player's bedroom look like? And that's like... For that, what I would do is I would ask the players to write it up because as long as it doesn't have mechanical effects, it doesn't matter, right? But then when a player comes into another player's bedroom, then they get to describe what's going on their private place. Yeah. And that leads to a good moment between characters. Because the characters learn about each other. Mm -hmm. And that's a fun way to just get more into the game. Absolutely. Remember, we're telling a story here. A lot of this stuff doesn't have any mechanical value, but it's just a lot of fun. A lot of stronghold process can either be for RPing or if you're building it as like a place to resist a siege, it can be both. It can be both a an adventure location and a place for hot showers. Yes. <laughs> An RP-centric location. Yes. So there you have it. A few options, some story lore, ways to get your characters involved, and of course, plenty of examples to build your own stronghold as a DM or as a player character. Indeed. Any questions or comments, hit us up at Goblins Corner on Twitter, and of course, we're on all the social media channels. It's true. We even have a Pinterest board. Subscribe to the podcast on your favorite player, YouTube and Twitch. You can also... Do us a favor, click the five stars, give us a review on iTunes, Podchaser, and YouTube. Hit the like button, the subscribe button, and click the bell to make sure you get all of the notifications. 
It helps get our show in front of more people, and it helps make sure that you get to know when we put out a new show. Absolutely. Most importantly, it feeds the hungry algorithm. Which is currently talking with the architect and a couple of uh, subcontractors about building your new base. That's all the time we have for tonight. Once again, my name is Eric. And I'm Matt. And we'll see you next time. Good night, folks. The Goblin's Corner is written and produced by Eric Holden and Matt Staples. Show song by the Mighty D20. What a wonderful guy. This is a subterranean production. The end.